This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everyone? It's Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. This one's a little different. It's a little fun. We're changing things up a bit. We've got Joshua Darian, who's going to be doing some bonus episodes for us, and he is here for the Cryptid Countdown. So he is going to tell us his 10 favorite or most interesting cryptids, and we're going to start on this episode with the first one. And not to raise the bar even higher, but you know, that's what we like to do here. We've also got the wonderful Brittany Crab, the original queen of Halloween. So thanks guys so much for coming on the podcast. I know I just introduced you both at the same time and threw it to you at the same time, which does nobody any favors. So yeah, Joshua, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to do this. I, uh, I'm a big cryptid guy and uh, this is right up my alley. Yeah, absolutely. And I was telling uh, Brittany about your TikTok and how much fun it is to see how you present all the different cryptids and supernatural and just sometimes just interesting and strange stuff. And Brittany, I know you're a big fan of everything spooky. Are you into cryptids as well? Yes, I am. And I'm so excited to follow Joshua after to watch all of his content and everything. And I purposely wore a Mothman hat today. Which is so funny. We were talking before we started recording how like we all kind of dig Mothman and and I know everybody gets into like supernatural stuff differently or whatever, especially when it's like niche stuff. Um, But for me, the Mothman, I was like youngish, I think, and the movie came out. And I just remember hearing that audio recording that gets left on the phone in the movie. And man, has that stuck with me my entire life and made me extremely interested in the Mothman. So yeah, definitely dig that the hat. And yes. that statue is super weird. They have two of the yeah, it Mothman. Is. But yeah, man, this is awesome. Yeah. This is this is uh two of my favorite creators, two of my favorite humans. So I I feel like the lucky oh. one to be in this in this recording and I know our audience will feel that as well. So Joshua, this is going to be your show for the next 10 episodes. So why don't you run us through what we're doing tonight? Yeah, so I was Trying to do something that was going to be, you know, grandiose and and push it off with the bang. But you know what? I think I will have to start with the one that everybody wants to talk about all the time. Uh, One that I'm kind of interested in and actually one that I've come across in my own personal kind of investigations throughout cryptid lore. And that's actually good old faithful Bigfoot. Uh, He sits firmly at number 10. I didn't want to put him higher because there's way more interesting cryptids, in my opinion. But yeah, I'm going to start with Bigfoot. I, I think that I love hearing people's opinions on where they stand with Sasquatch. So uh, it's a show all about Sasquatch. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. My introduction to Bigfoot 
was Bigfoot the monster truck as a kid growing up in the really? South. <laughs> when I think of Bigfoot, I just think of Sunday, 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 you know, with like Gravedigger. <laughs> oh and, and now having a little kid, it's like, come back full circle, because all he does is talk about monster trucks and this cartoon called Blaze. So for anybody who has little kids out there, you've probably seen that cartoon. Brittany, what about you? Are you into, I almost said, are you into Big Feet? That's a totally different thing. Are you into Bigfoot? <laughs> You know what? Bigfoot, I think he's one of the most known. I remember I was introduced to Bigfoot when I was little. I was watching some documentary. I don't know what channel was on, history or something. I don't know about history, something. I don't know, travel channel. And I remember watching it and it freaked me out. <laughs> I think just the idea of him is creepy. But would I go out and look for him? I personally wouldn't because I just feel like, I mean, there's no evidence really to prove that he's out there you know there are so many videos and a lot of fakes you know people dressed as <laughs> like in a costume and everything but I think it's interesting documentary I watched was really eerie as a kid like it's it's funny how you remember things from childhood that just kind of stick with you like we were talking about you know earlier but I don't know that story is just kind of weird to me but I want to go out and look for him is that weird that doesn't make sense Joshua no, I, obviously would I, I, I don't, <laughs> but you I don't know what this... Joshua I would love to go with you on one of these investigations or like you know and look for I don't know I think that'd be interesting to be with someone like yourself to look for Bigfoot or something you know Bigfoot's has always been one of those cryptids that's intrigued me because uh, I yes. grew up in the country I uh, grew up in the deep woods. And when you go hunting, like, you you know, the animals out there. And uh, yeah. ironically enough, Alabama is one of the places that uh, has some of the highest concentrations of Bigfoot sightings. And I mean, that can obviously be attributed to other things. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, we we actually have the the Bigfoot capital of the South down in the lower Alabama area. And it's funny, though, because it's it's so dense down there that I've always been one of the people that was like, they're they're there could obviously be something in our deep dense woods that we don't know about, yeah. but, and I'm, you know, it's funny too, because I've never quite been sold on the idea of Bigfoot myself. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's so fascinating because something's out there, but what it is, it's like, I, it's, it's interesting. Nobody can get clear evidence of it, I think. So right. I'm actually a little skeptical myself. That noise he makes or whatever. <laughs> I don't even know if it's real. I've seen people, you know, looking for him online, but that, that call he does if that's even legit i don't know noah if you know about that call he does or that like scream yeah I, maybe I, I watched the wrong video no no i and when i think of it <laughs> I, I i think of like a wookie right like it's kind of like a, yeah. a, a wookie scream or something and, and a big furry creature with with some semblance of like intelligence that is more than like your i guess average animal i don't know that sounds kind of weird but kind of like maybe more like a primate or something of, of that Bigfoot is an interesting because of, to me, it's because of the obsession level that people get. Yeah. Yes. And, and I think yeah. if, if I had to guess, you know, if I put my psychology hat on, it's because it feels tangible because, you know, wooded areas are around a lot of people. Right. And, and kind of like what Joshua was saying, you can go through the woods and if you're really familiar with the woods, you can probably recognize a lot of things. Like, you know, that certain droppings belong to certain animals, certain sounds, tracks, but if you're, you know, not as familiar with the woods, it can feel pretty creepy, especially at night. You know, you hear certain rustlings or, or you know, you might see certain markings on a tree. 
And it'd be pretty easy to be like, oh, this is this is Bigfoot. This is something uh, extraordinary. Now, what I do find super interesting, and Joshua, you brought this up, is how dense woods can get. And I do wonder, is it like the ocean where there's only so much that we know about and so much that has been explored and there's still you know, some kind of big mammoth creature out there for us to discover, you know, in the ocean, they, the thing that I, I find so cool is when they discover like these giant squids, you know, that are truly like legendary, like things you would hear about in old sea shanty. Is that what it's called? Oh, shanty. Yeah. 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 Like you'll hear about a, like, you know, something like that. But, um, I remember Bigfoot was like really hot in the maybe like late 2000, 2010s. And I even want to say like Joe Rogan had a show on sci-fi where they went out and like legitimately tried to catch Bigfoot. I think uh, I remember that show. Yeah. I vaguely yeah. remember that as well. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Joshua, in, in your research and, you know, kind of being so involved in this community, are there certain instances of purported big Bigfoots, big a Bigfoot that um, that leads you to believe, like, hey, this might be a real thing. Yeah, I, there's actually one story that I actually pulled off my TikTok that kind of stuck with me. This guy ended up messaging me, and he was uh, it was in in reference to the Alabama White Fang, which is basically a, a different version of a Bigfoot. Um, and you know, I, I take people's stories with a grain of salt usually, but this one kind of stuck with me, partly because I kind of know him, and he's he's an avid hunter. He's always out in the woods. He was fishing by the Coosa River over in Alabama, and it was a spot that he always fished at. He would always fish at night, and he was having a little fishing session, and he first smelled something that was just not right. Uh, and that's a noticeable thing once you're a hunter because you're all you know you kind of always have your guard up. There's bobcats in our woods. There's there's bears in our woods as well. Uh, but he was like the smell was different. And he happens to look over kind of in the bushes and he sees a gigantic, what he could only describe, just big hairy mass with eyes looking over at him. And he said he was instantly filled with dread and he got everything that he had that he could grab within in a, in a short amount of time and he left. And he says he's never been back to that spot again. Uh, he says he refuses to fish at night. And I think it's, it's, it's those times when hunters who live in the woods, who spend, you know, camp out in the woods, who spend a lot of time when they have those instances, I get kind of chills thinking about that because it, it takes a lot for somebody like that to be legitimately scared to the point where they don't come back to their regular spots. You know, there's some scary things in the woods. I mean, bobcats are probably the scariest things in Alabama's woods, but to hear that and and to see that he never went back, I, I find that to be compelling to say the least, um, especially with the kind of, insert that bigfoot has an in indigenous lore as well uh they've been reporting big humanoid like creatures for centuries and so when you start kind of compiling the indigenous lore plus like what people are seeing it's hard not to say okay i'm not sure what it is maybe it's like a you know an alien maybe it's a, a, a interdimensional thing that pops up every now and then but the indigenous people knew about it so hmm. that's that's that one it's like I don't want to believe, but it's that one little hook that makes me kind of start wanting to believe, I would say. And if there is a Bigfoot, uh, it is definitely introverted. It does not like to hang <laughs> yes, out with is. people. <laughs> yeah, because there's just, there's nothing. There's just, there's a lot of people who are lo looking for him, but you can just tell it's so fake. Yep. <laughs> yeah. What they got, which is unfortunate, but um, 
And I feel like if a real video actually does come out, everyone's gonna be like, that's so fake, that's so fake, when it's actually- You, you really hit something there because, and, and you know, Brittany, you, you've been on the TV side of the paranormal. You've obviously been yeah. on the um, the internet side or whatever of it, and, yeah. and you know all about creating content. It's as things progress and like we have all these AI things that, you know, AI software oh, now or that's that can create things on the spot. There's even like AI voice changers now where you can just like do a bazillion celebrity voices. And it is, I, I think, going to be harder for us to tell if they're deep fake <laughs> paranormal or cryptid things. I never really thought about it in that manner. I, yeah. I only think about it as like celebrity stuff, but that is going to be it's a bit tricky. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Is it's it's really unfortunate because you know there's people out there who have experienced, you know, have had actual encounters with the paranormal or whatever, you know, and a lot of people don't believe them because there's so many fake videos and it's so sad. What I think is so funny though are the people who make the fake videos, everyone believes it. Yeah. But the ones who have the real videos, everyone's like, "This is so fake." Because or they get it, mad if like nothing yeah. happened or something. Right. They think it's, it's fake. I think a lot of times people just want entertainment and then they just tell themselves yep. whatever they have to tell themselves yeah. to stay into that thing. Do you find that people in the, because obviously you've had an opportunity now, especially with social media, to talk to a lot of people all across the country and probably all across the world. How do you find the level of skepticism of people in the Southeast, do you think, do you feel like they're more willing to believe something like a Bigfoot exists or are they more skeptical? I actually think they're more willing. And it goes back to the Black Panther sightings that people claim that they keep having or uh, the mountain lighting, mountain lion sightings that people also say that they have. And with people being in the woods, I think that it's, it's actually more, in my just experience, I think it's more 70-30 to people believing that there's something in the woods, as opposed to people straight up saying, no, Bigfoot doesn't exist. Keep trying. Uh, I, and when it comes to wildlife more than anything, I think it's more believable to people in, in the South than it is for ghosts and paranormal, especially just kind of being in the Bible Belt. People, maybe it's, you know, dissonance or, or whatever you want to call it. You know, I, I'm not going to believe in this ghost, but hey, this, this animal thing, like, yeah, that's that's plausible. Um, <laughs> I think you find more of that phenomenon, or at least I have in my experience. Sure. And Brittany, you know, you inf infamously have stated that you want to be dragged down the hallway by, <laughs> by a, a ghost or a demon. So when, <laughs> when it comes to, when it comes to cryptids, like Bigfoot, would you not saying you want to be dragged down the hall by Bigfoot, but are you also <laughs> like, um, I would actually, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I was going to say, do you want to have like, an encounter with something, you know, that's cryptid and and part yeah. of that. Yeah. Okay. You wouldn't be too I mean, scared. If Bigfoot would... wants to drag me. Holy crap! <laughs> I, I feel very similarly to you in that regard because there's some things that I'm just like, if you're gonna get me, like, get me. Like, don't play around. Yes. Like, I don't, don't, don't yes. like breathe on me. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. really, like, grab me by the throat and kind of sling me around and like show me. Um, <laughs> oh my god I'm obsessed with you now holy crap we're like best friends now because I've never uh, met anybody else who thinks like that <laughs> yeah because I, I think it, it goes into you know trying to uh like prove it like I don't want to be like oh oh is that a light flicker like I want to be like yeah. I always say I don't want to be grabbed but in reality I do kind of like scratch me up mm -hmm. show me because I can give that story to somebody else and be like well I have the scar to prove it like 
but here's a here's a real world yeah. example. I feel like the same way with Bigfoot. Like if, if I'm gonna come across a Bigfoot, like I need him to throw me over his shoulder and uh, carry me off into his oh hut or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, honestly, you have to have the craziest things happen. I feel like it's not really. I mean, people's experiences are believable. Like no matter what, even if it's a, a slight thing, but the over crazy being dragged or being thrown over the shoulder, I just think that. You know, I don't mean to laugh. It's just funny to hear it from somebody else say it. I know I always joke about I want it to happen, yeah. but I would be scared at the same time. But after what happened, I'd be like, oh, my God, fangirling and living because <laughs> I have it on camera, you know? It's yeah, I love crazy. that. I love the honesty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, and it's, yeah. like I, I started getting into the paranormal because I personally had experiences happening to me. This episode of the Real Hauntings, Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey everyone, it's Noah Daniels and I'm here to talk to you again about Wild Grain. Our last shipment of Wild Grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner. And I'm not going to lie, I'm right there with him. And honestly, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh bread baked coming from the oven. What if I told you that you too could get that delicious experience of homemade bread with none of the time and work involved? Well, you can by ordering from Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. And you can now fully customize your Wild Grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. People have a hard time accepting Bigfoot because the the lack of experiences, I think. Um, yes. And, you know, I, I believe in the paranormal because of my my own personal experiences that, that happened to me, like over time as I was growing up. And I think that pushed me up from being on the fence or just being a total skeptic to, to being a believer and, and understanding, you know, that there's a world out here that we just don't quite understand. And uh, to go back to an earlier point uh, with the ocean too, I think there's a lot of stuff in the woods that's undiscovered uh, very similarly to the ocean um, and stuff that over time, I think we'll, we'll have a, an actual answer for it. You know, I, I still struggle whether or not I believe in Bigfoot sometimes I will say uh, over like, I don't know, a lake monster or something, because it just feels more believable that something from the ocean could swim into a lake as opposed to, you know, yeah. uh, 
gigantic creature that nobody for has been able to get anything but a blurry picture of. Always blurry. Always. Yeah. Same with <laughs> aliens, like alien stuff, uh, yeah. which is the the one the one part of like supernatural cryptids, aliens, all that stuff that scares me the most is aliens for whatever reason. Yeah. It's just the way I'm wired. And whenever on TikTok starts pushing alien content to me, and people are like, check out this video, check out this video. Now I'm not talking about like stuff flying in the air. Those go from high def to you know not, but like whenever it's supposed to be like a creature walking or whatever, it's always like check out this trail cam picture of an alien and it's like i i mean is it or is it just like a deer running by it's it's so hard to you know there's been a lot of talk about them bringing back the woolly mammoth uh now that they have enough dna and stuff that that they could in theory resurrect it do you do you and this is for both of you guys and joshua we'll start with you but do you think that if there is a bigfoot it's something from like a prehistoric time that is you know, managed to survive the ice age and things like that? Or do you think it's something more cryptid or supernatural, you know, like something that just, just kind of appeared, like what is, how do you, when you start to believe in something like that, how do you wrap your head around that aspect of it? That's a really good question. First of all, I think I'm terrified of woolly mammoths coming back. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. I haven't, I haven't been wondering whether or not I'm scared of that. I, I do still think in my heart of hearts that if it is something it's supernatural uh because one thing that i have learned just over time is that bigfoot sightings or encounters generally happen around ghosts and aliens i don't know why those th those three things are always connected uh and so it kind of leads me to believe that instead of it being something prehistoric it's just if it was something it was it would be more interdimensional than anything very similar to you know spirits and demons and angels and 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 in that regard, or fairy or fae folk, as people call them as well. I feel like they kind of fit in that weird, like, this could be complete fantasy, or this could be fantasy that we turn out, that we find out is actually like a real thing. I can't wrap my head around it being something that's prehistoric, that's just managed to survive. But then again, silverback gorillas weren't discovered until like, I don't know, like 100 plus years ago. So it was pretty recent in, hmm. in, the, in the consideration of discovery of like a major species. That's a good question. I don't quite have an answer to, to be honest. <laughs> no, no, I think that's a good answer. I, I want the mastodon to still be real. I just want to see a freaking dinosaur. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> Brittany, what about you? Do you think if it does exist, do you think it's something prehistoric or is it something else? I think supernatural for sure. If it if it is real, because it only makes sense that way. And I just feel, yeah. I, if it is real, then it's almost like it doesn't want to be seen, which I find, you know, a lot of spirits don't want to be seen. You know, you go into these haunted places and stuff and you don't see them or you don't even hear from them or no activity happens. And maybe, you know, and either with all these other creatures out there as well, it's the same thing. I just think majority of the time it's a man in a suit that people claim to see. <laughs> I don't know, but it's just, I think it is more paranormal, more supernatural. I, I don't have an answer either, really. Whatever, if it ever appears to me, I want to walk up to it. I want to see that it's not a man in a suit, first of all. And, yeah. you know, if it growls at me, I guess I'll know. And, well, and maybe cool it's blurry in real life. You know, maybe that's how it is. It's maybe nobody can get a good picture because it's it's actually a blurry. <laughs> you just uh, blew human. my mind. <laughs> it's a blurry, yeah, no. big, fuzzy, stinky creature. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just the whole thing. It's unsettling when you think about it. Because you are in the woods, and we kind of talked about this earlier, it's really easy to 
mistake one thing for another, especially if you don't have a lot of training and experience in that area. And I remember kind of, kind of like Joshua, I grew up, you know, in the South with, with access to like wooded lands and stuff. And I remember as a teenager going out to, you know, we call it like a, a country house, I guess. And, and they had like, you know, acres of land and whatnot. And so they had this stream or whatever, and we'd been fishing and like rough housing and they had some four wheelers and um, gosh, I can't tell if I want to tell the real story of this or if I just want to make it less terrible, but uh, I'm just like looking at Brittany's face and okay, Brittany, well, we'll see how well you really want to know me. So this is like, we were like 13 and I was like, they're like, we're going to go to this other spot or whatever. We've been fishing carp, I think. And I was like, okay, we'll have to go to the bathroom. And they were like, we'll just go in the stream. And I was like, okay. So I went to go to the bathroom and then, you know, I was done or whatever. And I was just kind of hanging out in the stream and I'd swam down a little bit. And I looked back and I thought it was a big snake coming after me, but it was just where I'd gone to the bathroom and it was trailing down. The- oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you just admitted that to everybody, but hey. <laughs> so, need- so needless to say, you know, sometimes you might think you see one thing, but in reality it might just be yeah. bullshit, you know, floating down a stream, you know? That's- yeah. And, and fear is mind altering too. So uh, <laughs> coming in the face of fear, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it can act as like a hallucinogen. And so you can, you know, yeah. create things or and see things as as if they were, but they're not. Um, and I, I do think a lot of misidentification happens. I mean, a bear with a mange can look like a man who has a lot of hair. So I think that that can happen across the board. I, I think that, and it's funny that a lot of the places where some of these sightings happen, there are a lot of bears. Uh, and I, I think that that can be a, a common misconception because if I saw a bear and I was kind of far away and, you know, knowing bears can walk on two feet or they can try to get to, you know, climb trees and stuff, you know, that would that would be unsettling to me as well. And so in the moment of fear, I'm like, oh, God, I've heard a Bigfoot story and now I'm seeing what I'm out of here. And bears can also smell really bad. So, there's, there, you know, it, I, I always tend to, to think that it's, it's closer to a bear than anything. And they do walk on their leg. I just saw a viral TikTok video of a bear opening a truck door, getting inside of it, and I'm sure accidentally, but shutting the tr- itself inside of the truck. So I'm pretty sure I saw that. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot out there, and who knows? I mean, Bigfoot's a fun one to think about, but I, I agree. I think it, it is 10 is a great spot for Bigfoot because I think you have to mention it in a top 10 because it's a classic. Yes you know, it's, it's, it's one of the oldies, but goodies. And, and Joshua, is there anything else you want to add to the Bigfoot discussion before we wrap up? I mean, there's nothing really I can add that hasn't already been said probably a million times. And, and I'm curious, Brittany, since you um, were so kind to come on this episode is, you know, you are wearing the Mothman hat and I know you say <laughs> you really like it. Is what's your favorite cryptid or the one that you're the most interested in and would like to learn more about? Mothman. Yeah, Mothman. <laughs> I, I went to Point Pleasant, West Virginia, like years ago. I went to the whole town. I went to the museum. I saw the statue and I bought the hat. It says Mothman search team. And yeah, and I saw the memorial for the bridge collapse and everything. Mm. And I just think I believe in Mothman for sure. I really do. 
which you know the whole story but that's like for like a different episode but no I find him just really weird and just how he appears and everyone who saw him they described him you can see in the Mothman Museum in Point Pleasant you see the actual police reports or whatever the people writing their experience and none of the people knew each other but their experiences are exactly the same and that just gave me chills thinking about it but I remember being there and reading it I was like oh my god but yeah Mothman for sure I was like a fangirl wearing the, the hat. <laughs> no, I love it. That's, <laughs> I think uh, Mothman and Chubacabra are probably two of my favorite to think about and, and you know, hear stories about. But yeah, Mothman, just yeah. the the image they create of yeah. that mm-hmm. entity is wild. So that's, it's, that's really fun. It's low-key terrifying. Yeah. And I think Mothman <laughs> has such a unique lore as well. Um, it's, it's definitely on the list, I would say, too. And I mean... Do you know about the, like the the Mothman sightings happening? I want to say it was Chicago. I watched a documentary on this like a long time ago. But yeah, there's been like Mothman sightings uh, throughout the United States in in, in random places. Um, yeah. And I just found that fascinating too. And it's it's described the exact same way every single time, exactly how you said it. Those are the experiences that that kind of unsettled me a little bit because it's like, what same. what are you? Yeah. yeah. And well, how are all these people who don't even know each other, how are they saying they saw the same thing and describing yeah. it in such detail? Well, I got so many chills thinking yeah. of that, but that freaks me out in the best well, way, though. But. Maybe if um if Joshua does Mothman, Brittany, we can bring you back for that episode. Uh, and oh, I'd love to. Really sink our teeth into it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, please. to wrap up, Brittany, as our esteemed guest for this episode, where can all our fans find your awesome content? Yes. So- Oh, I mean, if you haven't watched yet, I am on the CW Spirit Squad. Mysteries Dakota presents Spirit Squad. And I also have a YouTube channel that's Brittany Crab. You can also search Brittany44. That's my OG name. And my social media, I have Instagram, TikTok. Instagram and TikTok is at Brittany Crab 44 And my Twitter is at Brittany Crab. I noticed that you're doing um, some more like new content where like you're, it's kind of like a, a day in the life kind of in the morning or in the morning. I don't know why I said yeah. that. I don't, I don't know when it is, but where you're like kind of getting ready and doing makeup and things like that. Yeah. I'm kind of like, I mean, obviously the paranormal is my number one, but I've been doing it for so long. I kind of want to incorporate other interests, but obviously paranormal is number one, but sometimes I'll do like makeup and fashion, but I kind of want to show my girly side more because I feel like sure. I'm always kind of. I can't really show it because everyone just knows me as like the paranormal girl, but yeah. So I'm just kind of having fun with that. Just posting that like on my reels and shorts and TikToks. Awesome. <laughs> well, we, we love seeing um, all the content you put out. So Joshua, you know, thank you so much for starting the series with us. We love bringing on creatives who don't, you know, have their own podcasts and maybe are interested in podcasting and to, to let our audience see that side of them. And, you know, I, you're someone when we first worked, I said, I want to figure out a way to get your voice out there in this podcast space. So thank you for putting the time into this because uh, that is one of the biggest parts. And if our audience wants to check out your TikTok, your Instagram, all the stuff you have a, you have going on, where can they find that? Yeah, uh, well, first and foremost, I'm, I'm glad to be here. And when I first came on the first episode, like I, I knew you, you guys were people I wanted to work with. Uh, y'all are great, great people through and through. And uh, yeah, it's it was a no brainer. But if you're interested uh, in hearing, you know, bad jokes sometimes, uh, <laughs> mixed in with history and true crime and urban legends and paranormal and all that good stuff, 
Um, you can find me everywhere at Joshua Darren. That's D-A-I-R-E-N. And uh, yeah, if you uh, if you mention me, I will engage with you unless it's really mean, and then <laughs> I will probably ignore you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and block. Well, thank you everybody for joining. Uh, this is Joshua Darren, part of the Cryptid Countdown. This was number ten, Bigfoot, and number nine is most likely going to be. I don't know. I guess you have to tune in and see. Uh, thank you for Noah in the booth uh, holding us down and Brittany for joining us. Uh, you were a fantastic guest and really loved talking to you. So It was nice meeting you too. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. But this was fun and we should do this again. And hopefully we can get you back maybe for one or two more episodes, Brittany. Oh, I'd love to. I'm down for anything, honestly. <laughs> Mothman. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.